to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Hello again and welcome to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. Andy, well, just when we were starting to feel good about Roma, they go and perform just terribly. The worrying thing is, or I don't even know if we want to necessarily call it worrying, but there were so few in that match who could actually hang their hat on a good performance uh, other than the debut of Smalling who I thought did pretty well alongside Fazio I didn't think there was anybody who performed well in that match I mean listen I I agree with you I think uh, to start with this was this was always going to be a tricky game um we'll get to that later obviously I also don't didn't see any standouts um today I rewatched the game a bit uh and listen, I mean, uh, for the first 60, 50, 50 to 60 minutes, um, we di- we did our thing. We didn't look comfortable. I don't think either of the t- two teams looked comfortable in the first half. Um, we had some some great chances, uh, uh, but but then clearly uh, when when Spinazzola came off and and you started tweaking things around with the formation. Um, you you thought, you know, we're going to play Atalanta's game, and they just beat you to it because uh, they're a well-oiled machine. You're not. You're not used to that tempo. You're not used to doing what they do. They have players that know exactly what to do. They've been playing that same way for a few years now. Um, they, they're, just, they're just very good at what... I think uh, Fonseca wants his team to do. They're Atalanta. They are masters at pressing. They are very physical, probably the most physical team in in the league. Um, with with some players like even Martin Deron, Castagne, Hatebor, uh, who who know what their job is. They're good at it, and um, that that was it. I mean, as you said, it the, the the whole game was was tough. The only standout probably was uh, Smalling, which I um, I applaud because you know that's never an easy game to get into. But but he did it, so hats off to him. And for the for the rest, I mean, on our side there were a lot of negatives as for individual performances. Um, for me, the the two worst ones were Pellegrini, who looked like a ghost uh, and was was actually yes. detrimental to the team, uh, and and Florenzi um, because yes, because I he agree. just just did not deliver in any of the positions he played, and he played a multitude of them. So um, that is it. What I that's 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 what I saw. And I don't want this to turn into... Listen, anytime you and I now criticize Florenzi, it seems like we get a few people who say, (laughs) oh, you just don't like him, you have an agenda against him. And listen, I I can't... Whatever I say, they're just going to ignore. But that is not the case. I've met him. I've talked to him. I have nothing against him. Nothing. Zero. Um, Great guy. Just doesn't perform. And beyond Florenzi, Pellegrini... I thought Veretu and Cristante did not perform very well either. I thought both of them looked extremely uncomfortable, particularly on the ball. Cristante, I don't know if that was a case of merely being overworked, perhaps overtired. He is one who I believe has started every single match this season and has played. I think he's only come off once or twice. I couldn't be mistaken. He, um, he came off once against Besakshir. That was, that was the only you, okay, time yeah. he came off. 
So, so in this young season, as as you just as you just mentioned, I mean, he's logged um, nearly all the available minutes. So that was a bit worrying. The team selection, I, I had some minor issues with it. Again, I thought maybe you could rest Kolarov. Now we didn't know before the match that they would be utilizing this three man at the back system. There were some. I, I was actually impressed because there were some newspapers who, who had predicted that before the match even started. Um, in fact, Corrier Dallosport was one of the few who did. Um, everybody else had them in their usual 4-2-3-1, or at least predicted they would be in their usual 4-2-3-1. But Veretu had the silly mistake that led to the goal. Cristante lost the ball a lot. If you looked at the statistics after the match, the lost possession and the dribbling was extremely eye-opening very 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 worrying and I tweeted out the average position for the players in the match from sofa score and that was just as worrying as well I mean Jekyll was basically playing above the center circle it was not good at all but Florenzi was bad Pellegrini without question was bad and again I think that was without question Cristante's worst performance of the season we're not picking off Florenzi that is not the case it's just he had a very, listen, the way I worded my tweet with his video, I definitely shouldn't have wrote, you know, Capitano della Roma. People took that. Oh, yeah. You, I, oh, you were looking for it, man. Romanisti 1.0 were having their go at me, which is fine. I Whatever. It's Twitter. Everybody gets upset over their own things. But seriously, I, I saw a lot of people blaming Paul Lopez on that goal. I saw people blaming Juan Jesus, the marking. Um, I do not know how your captain turns off like that. I, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that before. He Before the ball is delivered, he's eight yards away from his marker. Eight yards. Yeah, and 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 what 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 did he do? Uh, he went over and started talking to the referee to argue about the with, time with, with with yeah with with Deron basically screaming at the top of his lungs to his teammate to to get him the ball because he was unmarked and and it, it just it just uh, it looks so bizarre to to see Florenzi and the whole team really lack complete. Uh, awareness in that situation um because florenzi that's you know it's that's not that's not a mistake a, a veteran a captain should do because that's not even you know lack of technical whatever or it's it's just simple awareness uh responsibility instead of talking to the referee get your man uh, ready for for the free kick he did not do that uh, you know, Paul Lopez uh, went out too far from the goal. Didn't didn't really get the ball right, and, and then it was just it was just open season for Atalanta. And um, I, you know, despite everything, I'm not as I don't know. I'm not as pessimistic as everyone else. Me is either. Because, Me either. Me either. Because I'm, because I'm not nearly listen, as down as people. Yeah. Are. I, I mean, I mean, listen. I I don't think. Uh, there is any reason for to be down to be feeling all negative and you know or we went from being the best team in the world to being the worst team in the world in a matter of two hours uh that's what that's also what Fonseca said you know we weren't champions of the world and now we're not the worst team in the league um there there had to be a point in in this young season where we just lost the game we we had we drew two games we we won two 
we lost one and and that is fine and that is actually it's better to to learn from a loss against a team like Atalanta which uh, Fonseca clearly respects um a coach that Fonseca clearly uh, uh likes he li- he definitely likes uh, Gasperini's playing style um the fact that yesterday he went out of his way to to sort of tweak his own formation to adjust to to sort of try and uh, uh express the same kind of football that Atalanta were trying to to play that just shows you that Fonseca, uh, I wouldn't call it panic. I just thought maybe he wanted to experiment and, and see how it goes um, against the team that was plays unlike any other team in the league. Uh, definitely completely differently than, than Sassuolo or Genoa. Um, because these guys can do it all. And, uh, you know, a loss to Dinamo Zagreb doesn't mean a thing if in the league they can still deliver uh, performances like this one where they suffer, they suffer, they they press, they press for 60 minutes, then they go and they score and they dominate you because you're flat out tired and you cannot uh, carry on with this tempo. So uh, I, I think it came at the right, at the right time, this loss. It's uh, I think it can be a fruitful loss if Fonseca draws the the right conclusions. I think what he said in the press conference was was spot on. Um, he took uh, all the responsibility. Said they they you know they were outmatched. The, the Atalanta played a great game. They dominated us, and they did. And and you know what? You 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 learn from it. You hopefully um, hopefully certain players that that you know uh, did not deliver. Um, Hopefully, it's not just pretty words at the end of a game. Hopefully, it's turned into a, into a concrete change. Um, and that's all. I mean, right now, you can only hope to to get better. A, a loss like this was was needed. Uh, uh, you you definitely you definitely were not going to be unbeaten for for what a month or two. Um, you definitely were going to to lose a game. So there you have it. Oddly enough, as you and I were speaking, either the Serie A or Roma, they made a copyright claim on that video of Florenzi. <laughs> so it is no longer available. Wow. That I it out. <laughs> the, the, so, uh, the, the major force. Sorry to our good friend. Yes. Well, thankfully, I retweeted the video from our good friend Don Totti on Twitter. So he will be the one getting the uh, probably the, the week-long Twitter ban that our good friend Giovanni is currently experiencing at the moment. So anyway, uh, just beyond just beyond all the mistakes, I I, I want to get to the the outrage, the the I, I think people are over exaggerating. Andy, do you want to enlighten people as to the when the last time was that Roma beat Atalanta at home? Yes, it was uh, it was under uh, Garcia in uh, 2014. Yes. So that's that's a little over five years. Listen, did we think Roma would win? Sure, this is far from a surprise, though. This is a team that is playing in the Champions League. Yes, they just got pumped in the Champions League, but that doesn't matter. This is a team that Roma have always struggled with. This is a team that Roma have always. I mean. Duvan Zapata, do, do we have to say again how many times this guy has purged Roma? And, and listen, and this listen, is... when uh, think about it. when was the last time we won against Atalanta? Two years ago, two years ago. Remember Ooh, with yep. that, if the first uh, performance by Kolarov in a Roma shirt in an official game gets the free kick, scores it, the free kick, driving that, yep. it low, 
one we win one nil in their home in their home turf and that was it and that's two years ago so this tells you everything atalanta they're they're just a, a well-oiled machine and it, it's at the snap of a finger they can really turn it on i don't know how they do it because they're just so far ahead of everyone in that department of, of just pressing, of never letting up, of being physical. Uh, it's pretty incredible, actually, what, what they managed to do with so little. And it's always difficult. This is uh, for everyone. Yeah, that was never going to be an easy match at all. So I am I shocked by the result? No. Am I disappointed by the performance? Absolutely. Sure, so- sure. I, I was actually surprised by the amount of negativity that I saw on social media. I thought, of course, nobody is ever happy after a loss. Nobody gets excited after a loss. But I was actually um, somewhat shocked by the amount of people, I thought, overreacting to it. This is a team that Roma has struggled with for a number of years. So th- this is not even the least bit shocking. I, I, I will be shocked, absolutely be shocked if Roma go and drop points to Lecce, I think you have more to worry about if that's the case, yeah? Of course. I mean, this uh, the next two games against Lecce, against Cagliari, even though Cagliari beat Napoli, but if people watch that game, they, they, they know that um, had it not been for, wait for it, an Olsen masterclass, uh, Napoli could have won that game very easily. So um, the next two games need to be six points. Um, This game was always going to be difficult. You had two two days to prepare for for a match against a, a team that plays a very specific brand of football. You had two days, and and uh, you know it's that's never easy. You 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 get you get you know you get into a groove with a, a formation. Then you 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 have you have to make some adjustments. You take out Mkhitaryan. You move Florenzi up. You 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 put Spinazzola on. Then Spinazzola gets injured. You lose that man that gave you a slight advantage in moving forward. You put on uh, Juan Jesus and hope for the best and and try to play with three at the back and it doesn't work and you get squashed and uh, that's a valuable lesson. That's you know. It, 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 it better. It, it's better that it came out this time than I would have. I listen. <laughs> it, it will probably sound pathetic, but I prefer to lose against Atalanta like this than lose uh, against Lecce like uh, Napoli did against Cagliari because uh, there is no uh, there is no lesson learned in that game because you dominate. You dominate. You you. I think they got off like twenty five shots. Uh, really, they did everything, and then one counter, one shot, and that was it. That was the end of the game. What 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 can be drawn from that game? What 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 are the conclusions? Meanwhile, here, right, right. you go you go back to it. You watch some film. You 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 go over the the, the defensive side of the ball. You try to figure out how how Jekko can still be dangerous and and still play as this sort of offensive regista, which he does often when uh, we're in difficulty. So uh, I think all in all, and you know, listen, I hope for the best. I never know, but uh, all in all, I hope this was a, a fruitful uh, loss if if something like that exists. And uh, I, but now. Uh, Lech and Cagliari, I expect six points, and I expect the team to 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 be as creative and as uh, uh, 
dominating as the one that we saw against uh, Sassuolo in the first half or Besakshir in the second half. Yeah, and then you have an international break after the match against Cagliari, and then you play away to Sampdoria, then you're home against Mönchengladbach in the Europa League, and then you're home against Milan in the league. So really, these next four, I'm sorry, Roma have to win them. Um, you know, these early points, the, the saying goes that, you know, in the later part of the stage of the season, you always regret the points that you dropped early on. I think I've heard that saying from you on this pod like 10, 12 times, I think. That says a lot about Roma. That says a lot about Roma. That's that's what we have come to regret as Roma fans. Roma are in this transitional period, so I don't think there's a need to 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 overreact this is always going to take time everybody knows that i want to go back though to some of the performances we 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 talked about pellegrini we talked about florenzi cristante veritu the one that i think i saw a lot of people talking about as well was the one of zaniolo i thought he was shockingly poor he lost the ball a number of times what do you make of him in this right right wing role because i <laughs> He admitted in an interview about a week ago that his preferred role is behind the striker. With the way Pellegrini is playing, it's so difficult to envision him getting much time there. But I thought yesterday that somebody like Clivert actually would have been the right name to bring on. Instead, he brought on Mkhitaryan. What did you think of Zaniolo, though? Because he got booked again. I, I, I'm starting to... I got to stick on Twitter for saying, why am I shocked he got another yellow card? If you go look up his disciplinary record, I believe he had eight yellow cards last season. And he's already had, I believe he's already had two or three this season, yeah? Um, yeah, but that, that is... Are you worried about him because he was... Yeah, I mean, I'm not. first of all, I'm not worried about him. Uh, second of all, this this whole thing with yellow cards, it's, it's uh, even from a neutral perspective... Uh, when you see the the instances where he gets booked, man, that's some ridiculous shit. Um, because that's uh, it, it, it. Sometimes, yes, it's his stupidity, it's his naivety as, as this uh, young kid, still f- and so ahead of everyone else in in that age group, at least in Italy, um, because he's so physically strong and, and just fast and really has everything to be special. And sometimes he uses that for the wrong reasons because he'll just, you know, just ran into an opponent way too strong. But some of those yellow cards, it seems like there is a policy out there for him to to you know to get booked every time he touches an opponent, um, and then you know I mean uh, is he getting wasted as a winger? I still I don't I I don't think so. I mean definitely he could be more perhaps productive as a trequartista, but if you sometimes look at his um, his average position, sometimes he plays basically like a second striker to Jeko. Um, he's, he, he likes to get very close to the striker or get go, go really, uh, forward compared to other teammates. Um, and you know, as every young player, uh, he goes through these moments where, you know, sometimes he'll, he'll miss a chance. And that's what he did yesterday. He made some mistakes, missed a chance, um, just could not, uh, deliver in the moment. But I, I think that when when we when we took him off, we lost a lot of uh, energy. Um, 
Roma, in fact, when uh, when Zaniolo got taken off, they they just uh, they f- felt a bit flat. They didn't really have anything in them. And at least when you have Zaniolo, you always have, or even Clivert sometimes when he's on his day, you always have that. Uh, uh, that sense of unpredictability, you know, that this kid sometimes with one single play can turn things around. Um, So I always think that it's an advantage to have him out there. Yesterday, I think he was the one in the team that actually gave you uh, the most in terms of uh, chances, in terms of danger. I mean, every time he, he, he launched himself forward, he gave trouble to, to, to Atalanta defenders, and that's not an easy thing to do. Uh, but but th- there are times where where the team struggles and he struggles and um, when when Jeko is not on his best day then y- you know that the people around him will will uh, will feel that um, and Zaniolo who's young will feel that the most so do I have any doubts that that he can pick himself up and of course and and this is again we're talking about narratives I mean after the game against Besakshir. Uh, Zaniolo was back again, the king of Rome, the second coming of, of Totti, and now um, gets taken off by Fonseca. And again, articles and news, newspapers and headlines about um, does he need to reevaluate his future with Roma? Do Roma really trust this kid? Uh, same goes for Fonseca. I don't know if anybody knows this, that I, I was pretty outraged today when I saw that an article by... Um, uh, published by yeah, uh, know, yeah. uh, a, a, a Twitter page that we won't mention yeah. that uh, basically talked about uh, uh, what are the odds of Fonseca getting five, getting sacked. Unbelievable. He, you know, that Unbelievable. after this game, one, this one is, loss. Unbelievable. Uh, it's, it's, and, and you know, and probably the people that write it themselves don't believe that, but that's not the point. The point is that it's put out there and, and every single time it happens, it happens. Two days ago, uh, uh, Fonseca was the second coming of of, of uh, Mourinho, of of uh, whoever Saki, of Capello. Now he's like uh, the village idiot, and uh, that's it's. Uh, if if I'm I, I always get amazed that how these narratives especially in sports change so quickly it's uh it's crazy it is so you have the match against Lecce and then we have um the Europa League and then there's Cagliari so just for this match against Lecce my 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 concern was I thought there would be I I thought this match at least there would be some turnover I asked you in the last podcast, but again, there's more. There's more matches closer together. Um, are you at all worried about get, these guys getting burnt out? Because Kolarov didn't look himself. Um, Jekyll, I thought did okay, but he wasn't spectacular. You know, <laughs> do, do I fear that they'll get burnt out? Sure, at some point in time, they will, uh, like they did last season. But but. Uh, as Fonseca said, this is you know this is a work in progress. There are some fundamental pieces, uh, and I believe still in continuity. You know, and uh, after a game against Atalanta, there is really very little um, 
I don't know. I mean, I can't blame uh, Kolarov for not being able to keep up with uh, with Atalanta if uh, 90% of the team, aside from Smalling, couldn't do the same. Um, Dzeko, the same. I mean, probably yesterday he could have taken him off. I, I I don't know what to say about Kalinic right now. He's still a player that needs to find his footing uh, game like Atalanta. That's, that's the problem, man. It's, you know, it's... Um, I don't feel comfortable talking about about certain performances after a game like that <laughs> yesterday because as bad as we were, that is such a it's such a specific game. And if you look at Atalanta as a team, I really I cannot stress enough how um, just admirable his, their whole adventure has been over the these past few years. I, I think this is a, a, an episode dedicated mostly to Atalanta, but it's the way it is. I mean. Um, you know, I can understand why Gasperini wouldn't want to change setting because he's found his home. Like that's that he has. No matter who comes in, they all deliver in the way he wants them to. Uh, Kier um, back again in the oh, Serie A, and he was and, he, was, he bossed Jekyll. <laughs> exactly. So and you know, and you have all these players that you probably have never heard of who are like 27, 28. I mean, who's their own? What what are you doing his whole life? Um, uh, not to not to say that these are farmers, but these are players that have just certain key qualities that he sees in them, and they rotate so well. They 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 function really like a well-oiled machine. And one day, uh, I'm not saying I would want Roma to be the second coming of Atalanta. I want Roma to be above Atalanta. But if 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 this Roma team can get their shit together and, and stop being a work in progress uh, in the near future. That's the model I want to see, sort of like a, a team that really is compact. Doesn't matter who's the interpreter, who's on the field, who comes in, who goes out. Uh, they deliver and, and, and they really fight from start to the end. That was terrible yesterday, but I guess the, the, the good thing is they play Lecce so close together. Um, it's hard to even talk about Lecce just because they're so unimpressive. They look like garbage, um, but they're <laughs> they're actually doing a lot better than many predicted. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, they should absolutely roll them, yeah. Or do you think they'll run into trouble because they'll let the the the, the negative results against <laughs> Atalanta uh, sort of creep into this performance as well? <laughs> Uh, no, I don't. I don't think uh, Fonseca will let them, and uh, that's not to say that it can't happen. I because we know very well uh, the psyche of some of these players. I listen. There are some players on this team that are still here. I will not mention names because I know people don't like us mentioning certain names, so I will not mention names. But 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 we know who the usual suspects are and uh, i'm just tired sometimes of buying into what they say and you know hoping for a better a better outcome in the next game i i know the reactions of some of these players and sometimes the reaction of these players are non-existent after a loss like this um 
they draw zero conclusions. And on the other hand, I know that Fonseca will do something about this this team after uh, a performance like the one that we saw yesterday. I know he he hated what he saw. I uh, I am absolutely sure that um, the team will rotate differently against Lecce. And that's not to say that this will be an easy game because uh, Lecce cannot be underestimated. They got a win. They, they dominated that particular game against, uh, I believe it was Spal. Um, and they're a hungry team. They're like, uh, they remind me of the, the, Zerbi, uh, the Zerbi's Benevento um, from a couple of years ago. Um, because maybe they weren't getting the best results. Maybe they weren't getting any results. But uh, they were always hungry for that victory. They never settled, uh, never thought about relegation and it seems like Lecce are very similar and the fact that they have a lot of experienced players um players that are used to playing in in the Italian league um and and they just uh, are a team that cannot be underestimated but this does not mean that Roma cannot uh, easily demolish them uh 3-4-0 um I expect a win like that to happen, uh, especially it, it needs to happen because a statement needs to be made to silence all these critics that came out of their holes uh, in the last 12 hours. You mentioned just briefly how Fonseca was not happy with uh, with the performance. And uh, that was one of the things I really liked in his post-match press conference it wasn't the usual uh, the usual garbage that we would often hear from Eusebio Di Francesco who would they would play like crap and he would still spew the usual talking points it was they deserve to win they were better we played terrible um did you get that sense too or maybe it was just me because as i said in the previous episode we're still so scarred from Eusebio Di Francesco when you hear things like this it's sort of um a relief, I guess you could say. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, 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 uh, I said it in the beginning. I mentioned it a little, and I, 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 I yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad we came back to it. It's, uh, it was a refreshing uh, post-game conference because um, he said what needed to be said after a game, uh, a game like that, and uh, that was that there was there was no positives in that game. This time, he didn't say, you know. Our defense played pretty well for some time. You know, um, we need to work on that. No, it was just this is was a bad performance. I didn't make the right adjustments. I thought I, I thought I had figured them out a little. I I, I thought I would you know play with a three man defense there. Um, it didn't work out. They dominated us. They 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 played their football. They dictated the tempo and. Um, that is very important because, again, this is you come in here, you're a new coach, new sporting director. Uh, at Roma, you don't change a coach. You change the whole culture that came with the previous right, coach. Right. And, and this is going to take a lot of time. And as I said again, uh, and I, I'll stress it again, uh, I hope Roma have patience with uh, Fonseca and I hope Roma fans also have patience and don't buy into the same crap that we see online and in print all the time um, is that give this guy a chance because uh, he with with the right tools I think this is a, a coach that that knows what needs to be done in order to get us out of the hole that we fight we're in uh, what like 
five months ago. So uh, give him a little time. Um, I'm glad that he is fully aware of uh, <laughs> of the situation of the that this game showed us in um, that there are not only positives from the previous game, but there are a lot of also negatives that need to be worked on. And I hope that this awareness goes to some players. Uh, th- I hope this awareness is uh, infectious. I hope this uh, awareness, uh, you know, gets under uh, Florenzi's skin, under Pellegrini's skin, because, you know, we like pretty words. We like to hear that, you know, you, you trust this team, you love this team and all that shit uh, that we've been hearing for the past few years. But uh, there needs to be a moment where you are, you you help you hold yourself accountable and you work on your own mistakes and 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 you change as a player um and i hope that happens for the whole team i don't know if we brought this up on the previous episode but um there was something that fonseca said in the 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 pre-match press conference leading up to uh, this match against atalanta and I was wondering if what your thoughts were on it. He he was asked about the euphoria around Roma and how you know they were coming off their second win in a row. People were getting excited. He mentioned something about you know I I I understand that enthusiasm gets generated that you know when when things are going well we we like to get up very high. But he said something that it was it almost takes you back a little bit, but he says the only euphoria I accept is when you win a trophy. That is something we yeah. haven't heard in a while because yeah. it's almost like people are resigned or a new manager, I should say, is resigned to the fact that Roma, it's very difficult to win here. We already know that. That's no secret. Um, but that uh, the trophy or a trophy rarely ever, if at all, gets brought up by yeah. any new manager. A, a trophy is, is taboo. Trophy is taboo. I mean, that, that I thought I thought that was uh, that's again that that's talk from a manager who comes in here and really doesn't know what he's getting himself into, or maybe he knows, and uh, that's still part of him. And I'm glad he said that, um, and that's important because he's not saying uh, I'm going to win a trophy here, but he's saying that. This team, despite the situation that this team is in, despite all the exits, uh, the lack of Champions League this year, um, the disappointing campaign last year, the turmoil in the management, uh, the whole thing with Totti, um, despite all that, Roma cannot be a club that accepts this situation. They they are need to be a club that, that says, hey, we need to get ourselves out of this mess. We need to we need to have a fixed objective. We still need to uh, aim for for trophies. Um, and I'm glad he said that because here in at least in this city, uh, trophy talk is taboo because there's so much frustration about this trophy drought. There is so much uh, frustration about seeing the Coppa Italia and the Supercoppa go to our uh, neighbors uh, in Lazio. Um, that uh, it all builds up and it's not only the fans it's the media it's even the players themselves sometimes some of these players don't believe in that they come in here uh just you know to to show off play a little and then go to some place better um and that's fine but it, it, fonseca fonseca clearly wants to change that 
and um if that is changing the culture then so be it um i'm 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 glad he said it yeah so am i i again one of those things that's sort of just a breath of fresh air and really and i i don't mean this at all as a jab at any uh, italian managers but it's almost one of those things that you could only get from an outsider, from a different perspective, somebody not from the country, somebody not uh, having previously coached in the league. I think it was a good thing to hear, so I was glad he said it. So that's where we're going to end it. I'm not going to ask us for predictions against uh, for the match against Lecce because that clearly backfired against us for the for the match against Atalanta. So we, uh, I'll, we'll hope yes, for the best. That's yes. all we're going to say. So we will be back uh, after the weekend. Hopefully Roma are able to bring home the victory and erase the poor memory and the poor display that they uh, showed against Atalanta. So as I said, we will be back. As always, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, ciao.